This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, September 9th, episode 3016, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Well, everybody, we're going to have a little bit of a different show for you today. We're joined by two people who worked with Queen Elizabeth and her horses, and we're going to look at how important she was to the horse world. We have David Saunders joining us. Of course, he was coachman to the Queen and the Royals for 20 years, worked at the Royal Muse, and Debbie Laux. You know, whose father, that guy Monty, helped with the Queen's horses as well. So we're going to talk about what impact the Queen has had on the horse world. And I don't know about you, Jamie, but judging by my Facebook feed yesterday and all my horsey friends, uh, the Queen had a huge impact on the horse world. (laughs) Absolutely. It's definitely a different looking day without Her Majesty being in it with us. And of course, you had a sort of a personal connection. Um you have a signature. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was fortunate enough to receive a letter of congratulations and uh, from from Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, and she sent the letter out to people who were doing good in the horse world. You know, helping the welfare of horses and veterans and first responders and through lead up and so yeah, I I got this letter in the mail and and. Uh, it's something that will be hopefully passed down from generation to generation, you know? I mean, so, so it's, it's definitely a legacy item in our family and, and it's, it's a, it was a complete honor to receive it. But like I said yesterday to you, Glenn, that, that, you know, the letter from her is a letter of congratulations, but it's also, you know, a challenge to continue doing the work and to take these concepts far and wide and to, you know, bring them to the next generation of horse owners and horse people and animal people. And uh, I always said that she started the movement, you know, through through her, uh, Queen Elizabeth heard of Monty, went to him. He says, and then the queen called. And I'm always like, how does the queen call? Like, what does that look like? She tells her secretary, please dial this man. Get Monty Roberts (laughs) on the phone. Yeah, so she called and and he went over and did some demonstrations. And I believe he talked about how... That's what he did first, if I read, is that he first did, he did join ups. He did like a clinic. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And she was supposed to just be there for the first one. And they brought all the, I mean, Monty tells the story way better than I do, but Monty brought, they brought all the hard, difficult horses and nobody believed what he was doing was actually working. And they did the, you know, starting them and, and she was supposed to stay for the first demonstration and then leave. And she cleared her schedule and stayed all day and watched him work with horse after horse after horse. And it was, uh, 
life-changing for him because she encouraged, she was like, you need to write a book. You need to take these concepts to the world. And I, I don't think he would have ever started a school had it not been for Her Majesty. So I give her so much of the credit for what I do on the, on a daily basis and, and getting to where I am now, which is working with off the track thoroughbreds with, through this rescue. You know, I just trained my hundred and I have my 111 and 112 here. So that's 112 horses that I've been able to help. The adoptions at the rescue have more than doubled since we started doing this. And, and it's, it's all because of it all boils down to one visionary woman who said, this needs to be seen. This needs to be taught. You have to teach this to the next generation. And yes, I feel old on a daily basis at 44 years old. But I'm I'm learning from a man who's 86, who was inspired by a woman who was 96, you know, so so it is definitely spanning the generations. And I've, I've been able to work with a lot of veterans and first responders and kids at risk youth and, and go and teach this. And I, I would just, it inspires me to continue to do so. Well, the news, local news in Oklahoma was inspired and apparently you're the only connection they had to the queen. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> They're like, she, she told me she, I got a text yesterday. This was yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the, in the barn with the vet. We're checking Effie, by the way, the filly looks great. Her knee looks great. Oh, We're like floating teeth. Yeah, I mean, just like sweaty and gross. And I get this text from channel nine. They're like, hi, we did a story on you a couple years ago about your connection with the queen and receiving a letter. And we'd like to come back out and get, you know, your response. What? Who remembered that? They must have a hell of a database. She said she went and like Googled like connections, basically Royal (laughs) Oklahoma. And and I guess in, in the file of news reports, I popped up. And so she texted me at two, the, the news reporter. And she says, I would like to come out. And I was like, when? Like, it, it's two, you know? She's like, I could be there at four. I was like, oh my God, I got to clean. <laughs> I got to clean. Oh, I got to clean the barn. I was like, I, I've been in the barn all day. I'm like, you know, I've got my dirty riding pants on, my dirty boots. I'm completely covered in sweat. And I was like, oh, can we do 4.30? <laughs> She's like, sure, I'll be there at 4.30. Of course, they showed up at 4.15. Uh, but I, I get the barn clean. I get everything done. I bring all the horses in because I know they're going to want to see the horses. And they were here for... And then I ran up and showered and got changed and came down. And uh, they spent two hours with me. I mean, we talked about... Her Majesty, we talked about Monty, we talked about nonviolent training methods. They were like, Can you ride for us? And I was like, Why don't I put a horse in the round pen? I was like, You can come out and you can spend some time with the horse in the round pen. Oh, well, uh, no. Uh, okay, well, here's what I'll, I'll bring my son out because Lucas is like, I want to be on TV. You know, he's nine. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. He was so enamored with this young lady. Oh, she's so pretty, you know, and, and, uh, came out and I did a join up and then I let, I did it with. Ace uh, off the track thoroughbred. We talked about Remington Park. We talked about the you, taking the horses and giving them a second career and the rescue and how uh, we associated with the ASPCA and all this stuff. And literally none of it got in. She even promised Lucas, you will definitely be on TV tonight. Oh, I mean, it, it was a good piece, but it was pretty short. It was 
it, it turned out, I, I, my thing is, listen, I don't do sound bites. I, I, I'm not good at sound bites. I have a podcast where I talk for 90 minutes. There's no quick way that I speak. It's just not how I do it. And I said, so here's the thing. Every time I'm on TV, I end up looking like a total spaz. So I was like, you have to not make me, because I'll be like, oh my God, this is what I was like, you can't make me look like a spaz. So she did a great job of not making me look like a spaz. And it was beautiful. And we got the message out about no whips, no spurs, non-violent. Yeah, that got in there. I was it, happy that got in there. Because I knew you would have said it five times. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and and But all the things we talked about like the rescue was so excited to be highlighted on the news Lucas was like I'm in that TV but it was like the 10 o'clock news so I put him to bed and this morning he totally didn't ask to see it Oh, he didn't? He totally forgot. I was like, oh, see you, buddy. You're so lucky. Have a good day at school. <laughs> like, what? Oh, but the sad thing is he's probably going to go to school and be like, I was on the news last night. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point was, and this is what I said to her. I don't want to make this about me. I want to make this about Her Majesty and all the things that she's done and all of the ways that she's helped with equine welfare and been such a bright light in the horse world. And she had such a passion for horses and for dogs and, you know, all the wonderful things she did. But she, I mean, at the end, I was like, do you want to talk more about the queen? Because she was so interested in everything else that I was doing but we got in what we got in and, and we did what we, she was like, no, it's good. I've got enough. You know, I was like, okay, cool. And then like literally none of that got in. Like <laughs> two hours, it was two minutes. Could you just tell her to send a footage? You can put your own movie together. I know, right? <laughs> could you just send me all that so I could edit it and tell my son that he actually made it on the news? That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> you could splice it in the middle there. <laughs> but that was definitely not how I saw my day going yesterday. I mean, nobody did in the entire world to, to have news like that come across. And and I mean, I'm, I can't help it. I cried. I just was well, so incredibly, I am just incredibly brokenhearted over, over all of it. You know, I just, none of us know what life is like without her being the queen. You know, well, I mean, she, yeah, she's been the queen for all of our lives. There's but, yeah. nobody, even mine. I'm that old, and she's been the queen for all of my life. It's 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 probably like ten generations before there'll be another sovereign who reigns that long. I mean, she never. Yeah, what's quit. Charles? Never He's give like seventy three or four now. So yeah. you know, yeah. So yesterday I was talking to Debbie. She called me at about seven o'clock her time in the morning. And to talk about a business thing. And I said, have you heard that the family's been called? Because that was the first word. And I sent you a message, actually. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she teared up and I teared up. And, you know, because they have a real personal connection with the queen. And she had not heard. So she said, I got to get back to the house and tell dad before he sees the news. Yeah. So she ran back up to tell him. I don't know how he's doing. I haven't heard any... Well, we will talk him. to her later. Yeah. I did talk to her uh, in the afternoon as well, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to getting her on here and talking to her about about all of it because I mean, like he loved her, he loved yeah. her, you know, and and it's got to be incredibly difficult. I mean, gosh, think of the ramifications of that. Like you, this person made your entire career and your entire has been this central part of your entire life for that long. I mean, I mean, it's loss. It is what it is, but gosh, I hope he's okay. 
I was glad to see in the Horse and Hound article, they did an obituary article, which was very well done, uh, went through a horse life, basically. Uh, and they had Monty in there. Um, oh, he wow. was in the article because of doing the, you know, it's part of her timeline of when she contacted Monty and why was actually in there. And then him coming over and doing the things and then working for her for forever. That was in there in that article. I mean, he's been going over twice a year as before COVID and, and still starting all of her babies for her for years and years and years. He's been doing this. Well, let's get somebody on here shortly who has was there for years, worked at the yeah. Royal Muse. Uh, he's a good storyteller, too. He's been on our show a number of times. He used to have a segment once a month on the driving show as well. Um, and that's David Saunders, who's coachman of the Queen, actually drove the carriage for Prince Philip in the uh, wedding of uh, Princess Diana. So he was involved in that wedding. And then also, he was there when Prince Philip developed combined driving and was part of that whole process of, of inventing a sport. Um, but you know, it all started with Queen Elizabeth's very first little Shetland pony named Peggy. That was her first pony at the age of four, uh, and was a present from her grandfather, King George V. So that was her first little pony, and apparently she kept that pony for a very long time. Uh, so I have, I have some other really cool facts about her and horses that we'll, we'll weave in today to the show. But we have to go to Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're going to come back with David Saunders, Coachman to the Queen. He was her first love, the one that started it all. He taught her how to master the posting trot and navigate her first hunter course. They spent hours together exploring the trails and hanging out in the barn. His name was doodled on every page in her school notebook. His coat gleamed in the sun as he met her at the gate each day, snuffling for a treat. From the first time she saw him poking his head out of the stall to the last time she patted him goodbye, he was, and always will be, her everything. This love story is brought to you by Nalox Advanced, providing complete support for a healthy digestive tract, which reduces the risk of colic and digestive upset. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. David, thank you so much for joining us. You've been so kind to us over the years coming on at different times, and I really appreciate you joining us today. Well, I'm really happy to be here supporting not only you, but the horse community. You know, you said to me yesterday when we were talking about you coming on today, you said you wanted people to understand what impact the Queen has had on the horse world. And you wanted horse people to understand that. Judging by my Facebook feed yesterday, horse people understand that. I mean, I think every horse person that's on my Facebook feed posted about this yesterday and her connection to the horses. Exactly. Um Everyone that has a horse or a pony has really a to, to Her Majesty the Queen and, of course, Prince Philip, because they had such a deep passion for horses and everything to do with horses. With Her Majesty, everything from race horses, as you know, she 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 comes a lot to America or used to come a lot to America to Mister Farish, Will Farish, who was one of her racehorse people, um, to the Fell Pony Society, uh, which she she rode Fell Ponies up until quite recently. But um, what was really special to me was that when her husband was driving, he was driving 
horses that were trained by me, that were bred by my father at Hampton Court Palace, and they were homebred horses, so they were all bred by the Queen for the Queen's use, which was absolutely fabulous. Cleveland, we stayed on our tri- last trip here, we stayed with listeners who have Cleveland Bays, and of course that was a passion of hers too, right? Yes, well, a lot of the horses that we crossed were, were Cleveland Bay crosses. The Queen had several mares, uh, Hanoverian mares, and when they retired from driving, she also uh, had uh, uh, several uh, stallions, um, Mulgrave Supreme, who was Cleveland Bay, and Osberton St. David. And um, Sir John Miller, who was Crown Equerry at the time, had this brilliant idea of breeding our own carriage horses because up until then carriage horses were either gifts or they would be bought and um, a- another interesting tidbit was uh, people would say what what makes a good carriage horse well for us they had to fit the harness the ceremonial harness because obviously the harness was 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 very old and was very unique so we had to have horses that fit the harness so we would make sure that the horses were big enough to fill in the harness so what are you, what are some of the memories you have of the queen i know you've talked to me before and you've told about christmas stories and things like that but what are some of the things that really stand out to you with the queen and her horses and your personal experiences there well there was definitely, from my point of view, two sides to the Queen. When you saw her at a ceremonial occasion getting into a, this carriage for the state opening of Parliament or uh, the Trooping of the Colour or Royal Ascot, she was one person, the Queen. But she was also the Queen in in less formal times. I mean, I, I had the, the joy uh, of being part of her pleasure, whereas a a lot of members of staff were part of her work, chefs, private secretaries, chauffeurs, they were part of her work, whereas I had this distinct, unique privilege of being part of her pleasure, not only her pleasure, but the pleasure of the rest of the royal family. So you get to see another side of it all. I mean, when she asked you how you were, she, she really meant it. So um, to see her at Sandringham out shooting on Cock and Hare Day, for instance, um, or to see her out riding and I'd be working the horses, Prince Philip would be somewhere else and she would pull up and chit-chat and who you're driving and how they come along. And I remember when she was born. And and, and as I say, the, the joy also of my father was the stud groom at the Royal Paddocks where they were bred. So it kind of felt like family how how in touch or in tune was she with the horses and their care and their lamenesses and all of that stuff when i was there very much towards the later years i spoke to several contacts i had in the muse and she kind of uh, had less and less interest in the royal muse after sir john uh, retired and died um he, he was the crown equity at the time when i was there she had a real fascination fascination with the horses and the ponies um and and i think she still did until the end but she wasn't quite so interested because she didn't have that connection of the homebred uh, horses program ended and there were horses that were bought in and her husband w- wasn't driving the carriage horses anymore he was driving the ponies so she had a great interest still in the ponies um but 
I think it waned towards the end, but I was just so happy to have been there at a time when she was so fascinated with the horses. And, you know, we we talked, where Jamie was talking earlier, she's a certified Monty Roberts instructor and has spent a ton of time with Monty. And you you talk uh, you talk about, what was his name, John? Um, Sir John. Sir John. You talk about Sir, Sir John, John, and as I understood it, it was through Sir John and at the time of Sir John when she brought Monty in. Uh, that all It's all one big circle there. And who was he? So we, in the obituaries I've read, especially with her at the horses and horse and hound and stuff, Sir John has mentioned how important was he in her life? Sir John Miller was a blue bud, blood. He was a colonel um, in, I think, the Welsh Guards, but don't hold me to that. But he was also a friend of the royal family. So rather than just an employee, he was a friend of the family. So he could talk to the Queen, and he had a a real passion for bringing back for instance when i first went there there wasn't a messenger brome and the high commissioners and the ambassadors um were really quite skeleton uh, operations um so just to elaborate when it, whenever there's a new ambassador or high commissioner to to uh, to great britain they had to present their credentials to the queen well sir john instigated that that the new ambassador for America would be picked up at the American embassy with horses and carriages and driven to present his credentials to the queen. Um, the messenger brome would go out every day with private handwritten letters around London. Um, he, he, he made full use of the Royal Muse. And um, I think it's, Mark my words, I think the Royal Muse will change now because King Charles is not the horse lover, in my opinion, that Her Majesty was. And I think the Royal Muse will probably gradually wind down and down and down. So I was happy to be there when the Royal Muse was really at its most flourishing. Let's talk to her. I don't think you dealt with this side a lot, but I know you you certainly were around it. You, you know, she had, uh, the, the people are guesstimating 1,600 to 2,000 uh, wins at the racetrack, and, you know, she was really into racing. And was that something you were ever around or you saw? No, not really. Um, the only time often her racing managers would come to Sandringham and um, they would either ride out with the Queen or ride with us on the carriage. Um, uh, but I, it, you have to remember Royal Ascot is on the Royal Estate. <laughs> and Royal Ascot is probably the pinnacle of horse racing around the world. It has its own carriages. It has its own livery. It has its own harness. There are carriages that Ascot Landors are only, well, not so much now, they're used for everything now, but they were designed to be only used for Royal Ascot. That's how much not only the Queen, but the rest of the royal family enjoyed horse racing. It was called the Sport of Kings, but the Sport of Kings and Queens. So, um I, I didn't have any direct contact, but of course, Her Majesty was such a, a great horsewoman and uh, such an expert on everything she did. 
She was brilliant for her knowledge of the breeding side of horse racing, too, of the bloodlines. Apparently, she could remember all of that. Absolutely. Uh, I remember when we first went to Sandringham, um, uh, up until I came there, uh, the, the, the Queen would go for six weeks over Christmas to Sandringham for the pheasant hunting. And um, she would take some riding horses, but that's where the royal studies at Wolverton and at Sandringham stood, where she had uh, horses, Ribeiro, Bustino, um, Shirley Heights, if you're racing people might know that. Um, and it, it was kind of my idea. I said to His Royal Highness Prince Philip, why don't we take the horses to Sandringham you've got stables there's lots of places to drive and he said what a good idea David so the next year we actually went there so I did interact with a lot of the breeding I remember the first time they had a million pound foal uh, when I say a million pound not weight but million pound in money um, <laughs> na- nowadays of course a million dollar f- colt or foal is, is 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 quite common but I can remember w- the stud groom coming to me and saying, do you want to see a million pounds sitting in a stable? And I looked in the door and there's this cute little folder. And of course I had no clue because I'm not really into racing, but, um, uh, so, so we, we, there was a kind of dovetailing of, 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 of the race horses, but only from the breeding point of view. I have a question, David, talk a little bit about, you, you know, your job, was to provide trained horses for Her Majesty and to provide a, I mean, I'm assuming a safe, healthy, good experience for her. Talk about the pressures and the responsibility of that. Jamie, you're absolutely right. Um, I can remember Royal Windsor Horse Show, the first time I drove at Royal Windsor Horse Show, um, Principal, it was entered, we'd trained and Ten days before, he had to go to some sort of uh, wedding or some funeral or something like that. And he said, oh, you drive them, David. And I said, OK, well, you talk about pressure. Drive a marathon with Her Majesty the Queen following you from obstacle to obstacle. <laughs> and I think we, we ended up in fifth or sixth place. But um, it was um, it was really uh, quite a lot of pressure. But from the other side, that was the competition side. You have to remember that that. that when I worked with the horses, the horses did two jobs and, and, and me and my four boys did four jobs, uh, two jobs rather. We had to do all the ceremonial stuff. So one weekend we'd be doing the Troop of the Colour or, or Royal Ascot and then the next weekend we'd be at a competition. So uh, when you talk about pressure, um, driving on the royal wedding of the Prince and Princess of Wales um, – we were having troubles. They called the troubles in Northern Ireland. The Irish Republican Army were uh, exploding bombs in lots of different places. And, and we were kind of told that they would probably do some sort of attack during the royal wedding. So obviously I was the number two carriage. The queen was in the first carriage with um, uh, the father of the bride. And I had the mother of the bride and Prince Philip in the second carriage. And of course, every... 30 40 yards we had an escape route so if something happened we were told for instance they were going to throw ball bearings underneath the horse's feet so Mm. when you see that 
kind of countenance on my face if you watch the movie of me driving i'm thinking god please don't let anything blow up please don't let anything happen please don't let anything happen because if something happened the the the, the guards that were guarding the way was told to pull apart and we were told to turn the horses and kind of get as fast as we can off the off the route and um so again that was a lot of pressure um i stood in for prince philip for the troop in the color the troop in the color is the queen's official birthday where there'll be up to 2000 guardsmen on the parade ground at horse guards parade and the first rehearsal which is an undressed rehearsal and the second rehearsal which is a dress rehearsal i was riding a horse that prince philip was going to ride and sir john miller's um niece sylvia stania was the queen well of course all these guardsmen were told, basically, I am Prince Philip and Sylvia Stania is the queen. And so, of course, there's nothing quite like riding onto a, a parade ground with 2,000 men with bearskins and red coats on presenting arms to you. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's 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 fabulous the only comparison i can when i did um i think i told you about this the uh the cinderella thing at disney yeah i yep. mean there was there was that was kind of the same feeling every day when i set off on that route uh with the cinderella coach with with disney um it's it's pressure um but there's several things you can do with pressure you can either accept it and go along with it or it, you can make it rule your life and basically if you're confident in what you do and i'm pretty confident in what i do um you kind of make it work for you you told me uh once a long time ago about christmas time and you told me that the queen really did like christmas time and that you had an experience or two in the carriages and with the horses at christmas she also liked to do horse stuff at christmas time Yes, the, the the children of the Royal Muse Buckingham Palace, um, they would put a pair of horses to a sleigh with wheels on it and um, uh, d d d two of the uh, coachmen from the Muse would uh, bring Father Christmas in with presents for all the children in both the Muse at Windsor and the Muse at Buckingham Palace. And um, the Queen would always be there with her children and they would be... Uh, carol singers from the choir of westminster abbey and there would be roasted chestnuts and 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 no the queen the queen loved her family obviously but she loved christmas was very special to her you know and he, she had the distinction too of having kids princess anne uh her granddaughter zara who are really into horses went to the olympics they were the first royals ever to compete at an olympics yeah, well, again, um, if you look at my uh, web page, um, there's a picture of me with Princess Royal Princess Anne, who rode a horse called Doublet, which actually is buried in the grounds of Windsor Castle. Um, and so I met her on many occasions. But there's also a picture of me with a young blonde girl and a young blonde boy, Zara and Peter Phillips, when they were probably seven or eight years old on the carriage with me and of course at the time i had no clue but she went on you know to compete at the olympics in three-day eventing right but sad but sadly that's all kind of changed now there's there's really not much um 
I was talking to Prince Edward, the Duke of Cambridge, and Sophie, his wife, the Duchess of Cambridge, and uh, young Louise, Lady Louise, at Royal Windsor Hall Show this year. And um, <laughs> apart from them, there's really not many of them having much to do with um, the driving at all. Mm. Or horses at all. It's definitely Her Majesty who who was the 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 kind of the inspiration and the that had the passion for the horses. It sounds and obviously uh, uh, Prince Philip. But but how do you feel today, knowing that this the the change that has been made in the world with her being gone? Well. One of the things that's interesting, I was just looking at my contract of employment with Her Majesty the Queen. Um, firstly, we have to assign the Official Secrets Act to make sure that we don't say anything that we, that's overheard. But uh, that's kind of went out the window. But um, also, there's a clause in our contract called the demise of the monarch. So when the monarch dies, everyone, all those people now, probably 3,000 people that are members of the royal household are technically fired. Until oh. the king employs them again. Oh, so he can clean house if he wants now, basically? It sounds like well, it has that's, to be. That's, it, 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 exactly. And that's exactly why in medieval times, obviously, you'd if you've watched Game of Thrones, that's the great time to uh, get rid of any of your political enemies. Right. Um, but, One way but, or another. So, <laughs> We're probably yeah, not but, hanging but, them anymore, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but technically, they're, they're all out of a job at the moment. Um, oh. But of course... It, generally what happens is everyone stays on but i mean uh the stud groom terry pendry for instance will probably retire now and um he took care of the queen's riding horses well that position isn't on anymore um it's it's, it's going to be fascinating to see it all and in fact i would make a prediction i think um the new king charles the third will probably dis get rid of the raw muse because he doesn't really have the passion for horses that the queen did um i let's hope he doesn't but of course it's it's it is an expense and um and it is an expense to the taxpayer and it would be a great way to uh um save money for the british taxpayer but it would be a it would be a great shame after uh sir john miller did that much work to bring the muse back into uh into business again as it were well let's hope that doesn't happen let's hope well let's hope at least the ceremonial horses are kept and that there's some horses present you know you know what i mean let's just hope well um, yes i hope so but again without you know the the queen and prince philip were such dynamos to keep it all going and um yeah well we'll see yeah. Well, David, thank you for joining us and sharing your your memories there. And I know there's a million more. And uh, if if anybody wants to hear, I did a uh, Equestrian Legends with David. You can go to equestrianlegends.com and hear a whole hour and a half of us talking about his time at the Royal Muse and after that and before that, actually, with your family, too. So that's, uh, that's there in the public record. You can go to equestrianlegends.com and find that. Thank you, David, and uh, hang in there today. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Jamie. Bye-bye. Bye, David. Well, he's always so kind to join us when he does. Um, Gosh, I could listen to him talk. I, know. I mean, yes. just hours and hours. This is just the t 
tip of the iceberg of the stories. You know, if I had asked him, uh, because now, you know, she's lived through, what, a dozen presidents and a dozen prime ministers uh, and hundreds of other, you know, uh, heads of state, and they've all visited. And, you know, the stories he has of uh, the, all of those people visiting, you know, so it, it just goes on and on. It was on. interesting to see, watching on the news yesterday, just how many Americans have screwed up, like world leaders have screwed up with the <laughs> yes. protocol surrounding the queen and that was one in particular (laughs) yeah but there was so many highlighted moments going like back 50 years to to things and and just talked about they talked about the grace that her majesty showed and just kind of like rolling with these things like she would try and correct it quietly it was kind of funny i saw the same thing yeah yeah she would try and correct it in her own little subtle way uh, okay, but do you then. think that she, after they were done and she went into the house at night, uh, she said, "Bloody Americans!" Yeah. <laughs> uh, she what had to. I mean, she's such an amazing. Like she's a, she's a. Yes, she's the queen. But I think what why her subjects loved her so much is she was still a real person. You know, and I can't imagine that she wouldn't go back in, close the door and be like, God, why did she just wrapped her <laughs> yeah. arms right around me? He just walked right in front of me. <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't imagine that they didn't sit around. If you've watched any of the, 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 the Netflix about the queen, like those shows, like her sitting in the room with her sister, like, her sister chain smoking, they're just like talking about all the people. Like, it was just, they just, there's there's a there's a closed door side like David was saying. <laughs> well, we're going to talk more about the Queen with Debbie Laux, of course, uh, daughter of Monty Robertson, host of the Horsemanship Radio Show here on the Horse Radio Network in just a second. But WinTech has always made riding easy and comfortable, combining world leading innovations and high tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. It's easy to see why WinTech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive WinTech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but improved standards and fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. It's time to ride, time to enjoy, and time to get a WinTech saddle. Find out more at wintech-saddles.com. I'm pleased to welcome to the show one of my dearest friends, Debbie Laux, Monty Roberts' daughter. Of course, you know, we all know Monty trains all of Her Majesty's horses. And I got to tell a story, Debbie, because the, the, the casual way that the the queen has been woven into the fabric of your life and the things that sometimes come out that are, are shocking to the people like me who... At the, she's not a part of my life, you know? So one t- it was at the movement a couple years ago and mm-hmm. Monty and I did a demonstration of, it was when COVID had shut, shut us down. So all of the movement was done online and Monty live and I are yeah, live streaming. And so Monty and I are training a horse to come to the mounting block. And it was a really successful day and everything was great. And I went home and it was, everything was fine. And then I get a phone call from you saying, Oh, by the way, the queen has now requested that every horse come to the mounting block, just like you guys showed. And I was like, Exc- Excuse me? Yeah. Are you telling me that her majesty, the queen watched me standing on a mounting block clucking to a horse? Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> and just like the casualness of what you, how you told me, you know, Terry, she told her uh, stud groom, Terry Pendry, yeah. that he, he needs to teach all of the horses to do that. I was like, oh my God, I should have dressed nicer. Yeah. <laughs> He's on my backside and all that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, all I could think of is like, God, I didn't get bucked off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you remember that beautiful cremolo oh yeah it's it like was i was like this is a stallion that i'm hopping on no problem whatever it's fine yeah. this is normal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about yeah first of all how's your dad doing yeah it was a tough day it was a tough day but i will tell you that the circumstances were amazing and that when uh, when we woke up yesterday morning, um, I was able to tell him that, you know, the family was gathering yesterday so that, you know, we knew something was up that way. But, of course, he's going to rally. We just want to make, you know, sure we send our get well wishes and, and all those things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he did a quick video, actually, in the morning. And then he went to work with a 17-2, 17-3. You remember Wolf when you were here? Mm-hmm. Very tall thoroughbred. Um, who had been in a res- been born in a rescue, and then nobody fooled with him until he got way too big to fool with. And so dad says, well, I'm going to work with Wolf today. And so he works for, well, he's into it. We're 100 degrees here in California, if anybody knows. And, um, and he was sweating profusely. It's just, uh, you know, he's half an hour into it, and I get the word. I get the word that, and from good sources, that the House of Lords is going to be announcing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I thought, oh, here we are. He's working with Wolf and he's not going to want to, you know, I'm not going to tell him right now. And so he keeps working and he works for an hour and a half (laughs) with this Wolf. And they're both a little bit drenchy, but all he's trying to do is get something on his back and cinch up a a surcingle. And so, and then I have to tell him and, uh, that was exhausting. So, and then the phones start ringing. And so that was, you know, tough. And then my mom in all her best timing, she has planned to have a puppy delivered. Aww. What? Oh, is that the greatest? Yes. Yes. We what have this puppy? beautiful puppy. See, um, he's just adorable. He's a monk knockoff. My mom's dog monkey doodle. Um, He's as mini Aussie and he's got little freckles on his nose and his butt <laughs> wiggles faster than anything you've ever seen. Anyway, that, you know, it just pulled the family together. It was just an amazing thing, you know, Aww, so that's, that feels good. Well, that, that it's amazing. What a little fuzzy thing. Is it a male or a female? It's a male and he's, you know, he's monk is nine. So, you know, we want him to train him up. Yeah. And I mean, the other part of it was dad was doing, this is what he said when I told him that she had passed is this is what she'd want me to be doing if, you know, so, you know, it was a good, it was a, it was a good perspective day. It was a shock and it was sad um, because, you know, the, the queen is the kind of person that you'd think would give it, you know, a rally or two. Um, So that was, that was a bit hard. But um, I don't think it could have been any better if you have to do these things. Yeah. Well, I, I know that, you know, he's told me before that 
they loved each other. They just absolutely loved each other. And uh, I know he's talked to her several times, you know, uh, almost, I think, weekly since COVID happened, because they're not able to be in person together. And, and I know it's, it's got to be so tough for him. But yeah, what a good token timing by your mom to bring a puppy in. And it's, it's such a nice uh, I, we have a puppy now too. And it was, no. <laughs> August was probably one of the hardest months I've had since I've lived in Oklahoma. And to get a puppy at the beginning of, of, of this tough month has really been a bright spot for me. So I understand kind of how that, yeah. how that feels and how that looks and how that works. But, uh, so talk a little bit about your time with Her Majesty. My time with Her Majesty. So the, best times that I've been able to um, have with her were two. One was at Windsor Castle is when we gave out all the certificates to those deserving people around the world. Actually, there was about nine recipients and they came from as far as Brazil and Bulton uh, right next door. Um, we have Charlotte Bradal Baker, who's an Olympic champion, she um, accepted for Adolfo Cambiasso, who's from Argentina. Um, then we had Joel Baker, who he received a certificate. That's her husband. And he was a U.S. Open winner in polo. So these people had all changed the way polo and their disciplines had handled horses. Uh, Satish Simar from Dubai, it was an amazing group of people and the queen was amazing. And one of the things it was so comfortable and casual, there was a little white picket fence around us. And she spoke, you know, it's kind of like when you watch tennis on TV, when the Royal box comes down and goes, and you can't hear what they're saying, you know, and you mm-hmm. kind of wish you could hear what they were saying. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was like that very quiet, very personal. Um, and we have great memories from that. And we were going to do it again, weren't we, Jamie? Because we were. then we had that second wave of deserving, beautiful people who had taken violence out of the training horses and began to influence their circle of people. And you are on that list. You are on that list and you have your certificate to prove it. So we were going to have another one of those, which that's probably um, the most disappointing thing for me is for you all not to get a chance to meet her. Um, but we did do that one. So there is that there is that knowledge that we could have done it. We would have done it had she not gotten ill. But then the second memory is going to Buckingham Palace with Katie Cunningham. And that was born out of that first certificate um, event that we had over at Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle guards polo fields. Just beautiful. We have a, a video of it that we have on YouTube if anybody wants to Google that. Just a beautiful show. Um, both the queen and I dressed in pink together. <laughs> Y'all call each other <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, what are you going to wear? No, I would Girlfriend, wear pink. it's beautiful out. Let's pink. Yeah. So, and uh, we what, had our fascinators and hats. And stuff. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite stories that your dad tells is of the picture that's in the classroom. And mm-hmm. it's not a knighthood because he's not uh, British, but British what, what what is the, the, the award uh, he got? He was awarded the member of the Victorian Order, which um, is an MVO, MVO. And uh, that was given to him um, with a byline of for services to the royal family. And that was that was born out of, frankly, the horse sense and healing 
being piloted and launched. And it was called Horses and Soldiers when it was a documentary put out by Discovery. And then we broadened it to be Horses and Healing because we found out there wasn't just soldiers that were there. There were Air Force pilots and all kinds of other branches of the military coming to us. And she recognized that. And it was like a light bulb went off about the what what dad was doing. I think unlike any other real clinician um, on this level is doing for people, the people being transformed by horses, you know, so that, that was born out of, so that was 2011 by 2012, he had arranged to have these certificates, the queen uh, endorsed having the, the certificates for the nine that I just spoke about out of that day, Katie Cunningham sat down with us at lunch at Windsor castle at the guards polo and said, you know, I don't feel deserving of this. She's an expat. She's British and she's living in Guatemala. She said, but I have an idea. And that idea led to what you know and you have facilitated called Lead Up. And it's those kids 15 to 21 that are going to go the wrong way or the right way. And horses can lead them in a good direction. And so she, born out of that day at Windsor was Lead Up program, which launched in the United States in 2017 right here. And the Buckingham Palace actually was Katie and I going from, I met her in London and we went to Buckingham um, all dressed up and was hoping that we might see the queen, but not promised. But um, now uh, it was the Duchess of Cornwall at the time. That's Camilla Parker Bowles uh, has now become the queen's consort. And um, she is the head of the Brook, which is a charity for the animal welfare and they were putting on a fundraiser and they asked dad to come and do a demo. And they, he brought a little filly in from the fields outside the ring road in London and uh, who was screaming the whole way. And then when she got in there and went through the join up, everything just went quiet. And the queen was so cute sitting next to Camilla, if I may be so f- familiar <laughs> and uh, Cammy. Um, and then she's, she's they're sitting there, but it was so cute because the queen wasn't necessarily expected to come, but then she came and everybody was the energy. You could just feel lifted, you know, in the room and, and all of the um, Getty images reporters were there, you know, it's just a ton of reporters and everything. And she sat there talking uh, Camilla through every step of the join up of what dad was doing to saddle bridle and put a rider up. And she was like the tour guide, you know, Mm -hmm. for dad. And you could just tell she was so proud and Camilla's a horsewoman, you know, she knows, she knows her horses and she's grown up with horses and the fact that she was head of the brook and animal welfare. Um, now she's gone. Camilla has actually gone and seen lead up with oh. Katie in wow. Birmingham. So That's, there's the transference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. I love the, the story that your dad tells when he did get that MBO. Um, there's a giant photograph of that on the wall. And he mm-hmm. tells a story about how there's no cameras allowed. Like nobody's right. allowed to take pictures. It's in her private offices. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. In her private office, your dad received his MBO, no photographs. And you were a dad. Please, can I please take a picture? Can please, I can, please, I, can please. I, and so you had to ask some guy to ask some guy to ask some guy if it would be okay if he would take it. And then that guy went to some other guy, and then that guy went to some other guy, and that guy went to the queen and said, Can they take a picture? And she's like, Of course. <laughs> and so it's yeah. this beautiful picture of of Monty receiving the MBO and and yeah. it's uh, this big blown up thing of her private offices. 
And just how how giving and how loving and how wonderful she yes. was, especially around your dad, and and to be so yes. protocol breaking, I guess, at, yeah. at, at your Very. request, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, she. Yeah, it was. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I just lost her for a second. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty cute because. Um, the secretary was in on it, right? So she didn't tell dad either. She said, oh no, just go on in. And the bol- uh, the light, you know, flashes and everything from the cameras went off when he walked in. So he was just as surprised. And the queen was like a little curmudgeon. She was smiling there like she knew the secret, right? You know, <laughs> that it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's like cute. So yeah. if, you, if you're going to give one message about the queen and her concern for welfare of horses and animals and uh, how how deeply she took that, what would it be? I guess the strongest statement I can say is if she was not the Queen of England, she would have been a horse trainer. She loves horses so much. And I can't even say, you know, that the next line would be logically maybe more than people. You know, you hear people say that all the time. But that's not true with her because I think she loved horses enough to love the people who love horses. So she encouraged them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a strong statement because not everybody who works with horses loves people, <laughs> as you know. Well, as a matter of fact, if we're going by our interviews, 99% don't. So, uh, <laughs> I believe that. And, and I think that's what she set her life on. A lot of people don't know her as what I would call her is the leader of horse welfare in the world and probably the strongest ever in history by numbers to influence Courses in a positive way. You're going to do a special. Or can am I allowed to say this? Yes. Because please. now, after I say it, you're committed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're going to do a special on your show with your dad and some of the other people from that he knows from England and that you guys have met along the way with the Queen. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. All right. So we'll look for that in the next couple of weeks. That'll be over on Horsemanship Radio. You can find it there. Hold on one second, Debbie. Thank you so sure. much for joining us today. By the way, I was uh, hoping the puppy was a female, so you could name it Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I thought of it, I, or Lilybet, but I might get in trouble for that one. You know, that happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. No, and I also I did a I did a, a little bit of my own tribute to her yesterday on Horsemanship Radio, which will come out in the middle of this month too. Just so you know, Very good. so there's a little more content. Thank you. Appreciate it, Debbie. Yeah, thank you. Well, we've had a couple amazing people that have pretty amazing connections to Her Majesty and and just everybody. It's 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 a sad it's it's sad that today is a day without Queen Elizabeth in it but I'm so inspired by all the things that she did and all the people that she put in motion to go and and make the world a better place for horses and people too so we you hope being you guys well definitely De- definitely that is a that is a challenge that I will continue to to take with me and and continue to 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 work towards that goal I guess I, I'm, I'm out of words at this point so we appreciate you guys listening hope you enjoyed it we'll get back to really bad ads next Friday it just didn't feel like that was the right thing to do today so love you all thank you for joining us and have a good weekend and don't forget spay neuter and gelt. 